This is episode 115 of Back to Normal. Today is March 28th, 2021. So let's get started. All right. And today I am going to be talking a little bit about, um, you know, the, the things that I've learned working for what I would call a pretty big organization, about 400 people. There are definitely bigger companies, but um, working for big organizations and what it's like dealing with uh, basically technology that's quite out of date. And um, combined with that, an organization whose kind of management structure has a an unwillingness to readily update their technology or listen um, to requests to update their technology. And just um, all the ways in which that can be annoying and, you know, complicated and make like in the long term, make it very difficult to um, to keep people around. And so that like that, that's kind of the most important thing to me is this this whole idea of keeping people around. So when you as an organization have access or give your employees access, give your staff access to what they want to use or the latest things that are available to use uh, in terms of technology to get work done. Not only can you keep talented people around who know what the best things are and and recognize that they're not currently being used. Um, so if, if you're if you're missing it, then you get that. But if you if you are able to use the newest stuff or let your employees use the newest stuff, um, those people who have those skills are more likely to stick around. Um, but it also means that if you have that kind of technology around, that you as an organization are able to use that as a kind of pull, as a magnet to bring in new talented people, um, whether they are aware of this kind of technology or not, if you can bring them in and entice them with the idea that, hey, we're a modern workplace for this, this, and this reason technologically. And if you come join us, you're going to be able to leverage those tools. Um, I think that's a huge, huge thing to be able to um have your workplace function in the best possible way and keep people as happy as they can be. There's no, there's not a lot of incentive as an organization from my perspective to keep, keep things old just for the sake, uh, keep the things that you have, the technology that you have rather than upgrading just to keep staff who don't want to learn something new, um, like kind of placated or, or just satisfied in, in what they have. Because while it is possible to continue to do things kind of the same way, it's possible to like look at what you did last year and do the exact same thing again, especially in an, in an organization like government, where you really can, like a lot of the time, your work stays exactly the same year to year if you're on a yearly cycle. Um, but I, I certainly could never work that way. I could never be satisfied with the idea that, you know, what I did, what I did last year is the exact same as what I'm going to do this year. I want I want new challenges. I want new um, projects. I want new things to do. And being able to access the best technology and the best tools um, really helps you to be able to do that and to be able to say, hey, by the way, I work at this place. Like if, if you're talking to your friends or whatever, you meet somebody, you say, oh, yeah, I work here. I love it. We get access to the best tools. We get access to all this kind of stuff. And it makes it really, really easy to do your job in a really efficient and powerful way. Um, yeah, basically. If you are continuing to use the same old tools that you've had access to and, you know, like upgrading when you absolutely need to, um, it means that people who know that there is better out there are just going to be frustrated and trying to uh, either work through, you know, work through with what they have or trying to push you to, to update. Um, and the people who 
you know, don't want change, don't want to learn anything, all that stuff. Uh, they're probably never going to be like satisfied and happy anyways. And so if you're able to take that kind of the, the idea where, you know, it's not that it's not necessarily saying that the day a new piece of technology comes out, you start using it, you, you upgrade to it immediately and leave the old thing behind. But the idea is to like plan for this in in your kind of strategic planning. Um, go ahead and build in not only like, you know, we're, go we're going to upgrade when upgrades are available once we've kind of tested and vetted that it's that it's good to do so and that there's no big issues um, and include in that like teaching and training materials and, and the ability for for helping those people who you know want to use the same thing that they've been using for 20 years um which already like that tells me already like if if you have people at your at your workplace who have been using the same technology for a long time and don't want to change that tells me that you've already kind of gotten too far into this routine of not updating and so giving them the ability not only to trust that they will be supported when they have to learn new things but giving them explicit um an un explicit understanding that they will be given training on how to do this um, it can really probably help lessen the blow. And if if you get into a pattern of doing this, you really only have to get into a pattern of this one time and like send that messaging, uh, say that, you know, training will be provided and there's no long term strategy in saying, oh, yeah, we're going to keep using the same thing that we've been using. Like we're not going to update. We're not going to change our processes. There's absolutely zero positive that can possibly come from that as a long term outlook. And so um, it makes way more sense to do it the other way to say, you know, we're not necessarily updating on day one to all this new technology, but we're not holding it back either. We're not holding it back um, deliberately or intentionally to like for no reason without having just done the kind of basic checks to make sure that it's good. And yeah, honestly, because because if you don't do that, if you if you decide we're not keeping up, we're going to keep on the same thing until we're kind of half forced to do it until um this technology stops working properly for us or stops being supported it will happen that you have to stop using it it's just no longer your decision of when and a perfect example of this is a lot of companies using i think it's probably mostly over by now but i'm sure it's not everywhere um is windows xp windows xp was a rock solid operating system and it was like a lot of medium to large size companies that was the operating system that they built all their tools on that was the, the that was how they started their business was windows xp was this, this foundation and they decided you know um xp was was like like i said really solid uh, a few years later windows vista came out and it was widely disregarded as being bad now i personally don't actually think windows vista was that bad i think it was actually it was actually pretty nice but for a lot of people um kind of a little bit older than me but i mean i was included in there as well Windows Vista was the second thing that people were exposed to. And I think honestly that a lot of this comes down to um, the idea that maybe this is just maybe I'm completely out of left field making this up and it has no relevance, but it was like the second thing they were exposed to. So it wasn't familiar because it looked pretty different compared to Windows XP and, and the earlier windows that had come out before it. Um, yeah, it looked very different. There were some slight regressions or complications in functionality, and a lot of them were just really for security purposes. Like that was the, the spot in the operating system world where people really first got exposed to this whole like control access um, center. So really, you'd see this when you're installing something new or running a program that you'd never run before. 
that like needed permissions to be able to run and she had to like click through a warning and a lot of people saw that as a huge regression regression and functionality whereas it's actually intended to keep you safe and not install something that's a virus or, or something like that um but for a lot of people for a lot of people windows vista did work in work not as well as xp had and so they never got a chance like because they they were using xp they saw vista they said no thank you um a lot of places never really went they didn't do the progression of xp and then vista or even skipping vista they didn't do eight they didn't do windows 8.1 they definitely didn't do windows 10 and they're only now being convinced after almost six years of windows 10 because windows 10 was released in 2015 um they never went ahead and said you know we need to be updating where they just went windows xp till the end and the thing about these operating systems is that they lose support you stop being able to have these programs be supported and so um at nsirc we had windows 7 for a long time we just recently um moved to windows 10 because i <laughs> i don't want to say i basically single-handedly forced them but about two years ago um i went on a beta program because i was i i spent so long complaining and saying like why are we still using windows 7 windows 10 has been around for so long we've been through several iterations of updates to windows 10 uh it's very solid it's great and we can't use like windows 7 will go out of support it went out of support actually at the beginning of 2020 i think yeah january of 2020 um if you keep using something for that long like 10 years after its release it will stop being supported like technology doesn't work that way you can't just continue using technology forever because the hardware and software have to go together and hardware eventually becomes obsolete completely obsolete there's no reason for any company to support it and so um yeah there's no long-term plan where you can just keep using windows xp or windows 7 or like you might as well keep up and decide when you want to stop using something rather than being forced to do it um yeah so basically here the most important thing that i that i from my perspective that i can think of is as a medium to large organization taking care of employees putting all this stuff if you're an it department um one of the most critical things you can do if you're not willing yourself as an organ as a, like a body to you know pay attention to the world of what's going on in technology and upgrade on your own and kind of um kind of decide what what you want to upgrade and what schedule and all that stuff the most important thing you can do is to listen to your staff listen to what they're asking for um listen to what their gripes are listen to what they're missing out on um solicit that kind of feedback and when you get it actually act on it um i've spent a long time now i've spent the last two or three years basically it, like one after the other being like okay we need to upgrade this 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 like there's like 10 things that we've been putting that i've been pushing for that i'm sure other people in our organization have been pushing for um but basically to say we're, what we're using right now is really outdated it's really old um and we can upgrade it in this this and this way to make it way better and a lot of those things you know eventually had to happen like the reason we moved from windows 7 to windows 10 is because microsoft was basically like yeah you can't use windows 7 anymore we're not going to help you if something goes wrong and it's going to stop getting security updates and as as you know as a government organization we need to be um secure we need we have specific security requirements that we need and so they basically upgraded to windows 10 because they were forced to and that move to windows 10 basically necessitated a bunch of changes so there's um, things like our email now needing to be migrated to the cloud, um, which again, for many other reasons than just, you know, us needing to do it. Um, it's really great to have that. It's really, really awesome to be able to use cloud email. 
Um, there's all kinds of technology, Microsoft 365 and Microsoft Teams. They have all these advanced functionalities that so far, like this is now my new piece is like now that I have now that I have some of this new stuff, just like open the floodgates. Let us use it. Don't I'm not saying that we need access to every single piece of technology, um, but there's certain things like especially there's a lot of functionality within Microsoft 365. And this is something that I'm that like a, basically a fight I'm going to be fighting over the next few months is that we have all this functionality with Microsoft 365. And um, you can access all of it, like all of these applications um, in a browser. There's just things like Microsoft Planner, um, Power Automate, uh, Power Apps, all of these different, like really, really powerful tools. And there are apps for these in Microsoft Teams. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this, if, you're, if your organization uses Microsoft Teams, but a lot of people, um, like a lot of people, no matter where you work, don't understand or don't recognize the power that something like a platform like Microsoft Teams has, um, specifically because of all the apps that are out there. Um, so I'm going to be pushing on this to try and get them to to add that because sending somebody saying, "Hey, you can we can use this new powerful tool. It's really nice and it and it integrates really well with everything else that we have." Um, but you have to go to a web browser to use it. Like people don't want to do that. People don't really understand how to do that. But if you can say, "Hey," You know that Teams platform that we use to communicate every day because we're virtual now? Um, you know that thing that <laughs> like that's your lifeline to a lot of people that you work with? Um, it has all these extra functionalities, like dozens of extra functionalities built in that um, you can basically like with the tab, with the app and tab model, you can basically go in and as an as a kind of admin of your group, you can go in and add all these functionalities and really make use of powerful, powerful technology and integrations to be able to get things done in a more efficient way. And honestly, I've gotten a lot of pushback on this. Basically, people um, people in IT saying, yeah, we can't do this yet. We're still working on like who's going to own teams because it's been it's been only a year now that we've been virtual. Um, we still haven't figured it out because they've basically been scrambling to try and support all this stuff, which I get. But it's not really a good reason to not do it right away. Um, so this is what I'm working like. This is one of the things that while I'm working on my actual job, um, I'm pushing on this because it's so vitally important. And um, yeah, I'm not going to stop doing that. So <laughs> um, and I think I've come up with pretty good reasoning for why we should do it. And, and this episode being a prime example of all the reasoning that um, reasons to keep your technology updated. Anyways, I don't want to talk anymore about this. Um, I hope that I have given some compelling reasons why you should be using new technology and why you should keep updating your technology, listen to your staff, et cetera, um, in order to, to, you know, keep people around and, and keep people happy with um, whether they are power users or not to be able to keep people um, happy and excited about the technology they get to use. Anyways, thanks very much for listening. And I will talk to you again next week. Bye.